Chapter 5 of Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Kirk Ziegler. Studies in the Psychology of Sex, Volume 2 by Havelock Ellis. Chapter 5 The Nature of Sexual Inversion, Part 1 before stating briefly my own conclusions as to the nature of sexual inversion i propose to analyze the facts brought out in the histories which i have been able to study race all my cases eighty in number are british and american twenty living in the united states and the rest being british ancestry from the point of view of race was not made a matter of special investigation it appears however that at least forty-four are english or mainly english at least ten are scotch or of scotch extraction two are irish and four others largely irish four have german fathers or mothers another is of german descent on both sides while two others are of remote german extraction two are partly and one entirely french two have a portuguese strain and at least two are more or less jewish except the apparently frequent presence of the german element there is nothing remarkable in this ancestry heredity it is always difficult to deal securely with the significance of heredity or even to establish a definite basis of facts i have by no means escaped this difficulty for in some cases i have not even had an opportunity of cross-examining the subjects whose histories i have obtained still the facts so far as they emerge have some interest i possess some record of heredity in sixty-two of my cases of these not less than twenty-four or in the proportion of nearly thirty-nine per cent assert that they have reason to believe that other cases of inversion have occurred in their families and while in some it is only a strong suspicion in others there is no doubt whatever in one case there is reason to suspect inversion on both sides usually the inverted relatives have been brothers sisters cousins or uncles in one case a bisexual son seems to have had a bisexual father this heredity character of inversion which was denied by nicky is a fact of great significance and as it occurs in cases which i am well acquainted i can have no doubt concerning the existence of the tendency the influence of suggestion may often be entirely excluded especially when the persons are of different sex both kraft ebing and moll noted a similar tendency von rumer states that in one-third of his cases there was inversion in other members of the family hirschfield also found that there is a relatively high proportion of cases of family inversion twenty-six so far as can be ascertained belong to reasonably healthy families minute investigation would probably reduce the number of these and it is noteworthy that even in some of the healthy families there was only one child born of the parents marriage in twenty-eight cases there is more or less frequency of morbidity or abnormality eccentricity alcoholism neurasthenia insanity or nervous disease on one or both sides in addition to inversion or apart from it in some of these cases the inverted offspring is the outcome of the union of a very healthy with a thoroughly morbid stock in some others there is a minor degree of abnormality on both sides general health 
it is possible to speak with more certainty of the health of the individual than that of his family of the eighty cases fifty-three or about two-thirds may be said to enjoy good and sometimes even very good health though occasionally there is some slight qualification to be made in twenty-two cases the health is delicate or at best only fair in these cases there is sometimes a tendency to consumption and often marked neurasthenia and a more or less unbalanced temperament four cases are morbid to a considerable degree the remaining case had had insane delusions which required treatment in an asylum a considerable proportion included among those as having either good or fair health may be described as of extremely nervous temperament and in most cases they so describe themselves a certain proportion of these combine great physical and especially mental energy with this nervousness all these are doubtless of neurotic temperament very few can said to be conspicuously lacking in energy on the whole therefore a large proportion of these inverted individuals are passing through life in an unimpaired state of health which enables them to do at least their fair share of work in the world in a considerable proportion of my cases that work is of highly intellectual value only in five cases it will be seen or at most six can the general health be said to be distinctly bad this result may perhaps seem surprising it must however be remembered that my cases do not on the whole represent the class which alone the physician is usually able to bring forward for example the sexual inverts who are suffering from a more or less severe degree of complete nervous breakdown there is no frequent relationship between homosexuality and insanity and such homosexuality as is found in asylums is mostly of a spurious character this point was especially emphasized by Nagy, homosexualität und psychose zeitschrift für psychiatry volume sixty eight number three nineteen eleven he quoted the opinions of various distinguished alienists as to the rarity with which they had met genuine inverts and recorded his own experiences he had never met a genuine invert in the asylum throughout his extensive experience although he was quite willing to admit that there may be unrecognized inverts in asylums and one patient informed him after leaving that he was inverted and had attracted the attention of the police both before and afterward though nothing happened in the asylum among fifteen hundred patients in the asylum during one year active pedicatio occurred in about one per cent of cases these patients being frequently idiots or imbeciles and at the same time masturbators solitary or mutual hirschfeld informed Nagy that among homosexual persons hysterical conditions not usually on hereditary basis are fairly common and neurasthenia of high degree decidedly frequent but though stages of depression are common he had never seen pure melancholia and very seldom mania but paranoic delusional ideas frequently and he agreed with byron of broadmoor that religious delusions are not uncommon general paralysis occurs but it is comparatively rare and the same may be said of dementia praecox on the whole although hirschfeld was unable to give precise figures there was no reason whatever to suppose an abnormal prevalence of insanity this was nakey's own view 
it is quite true Nagy concluded that homosexual actions occur in every form of psychosis especially in congenital and secondary demence and at periods of excitement but we are here more concerned with pseudo-homosexuality than with true inversion hirschfeld finds that seventy-five per cent inverts are of sound heredity this seems too large a proportion in any case allowance must be made for differences in method and minuteness of investigation i am fairly certain that thorough investigation would very considerably enlarge the proportion of cases with morbid heredity at the same time this enlargement would be chiefly obtained by bringing minor abnormalities to the front and it would then have to be shown how far the families of average or normal persons are free from such abnormalities the question is sometimes asked what family tree is free from neuropathic taint at present it is difficult to answer this question precisely there is good ground to believe that a fairly large portion of families are free from such taint in any case it seems probable that the families to which the inverted belong do not usually present such profound signs of nervous degeneration as we were formerly led to suppose what we vaguely call eccentricity is common among them insanity is much rarer first appearance of homosexual instinct out of seventy-two cases in eight the instinct veered round to the same sex in adult age or at all events after puberty in three of these there had been a love disappointment with a woman no other cause than this can be assigned for the transition but it is noteworthy that in at least two of these cases the sexual instinct is undeveloped or morbidly weak while a third individual is of somewhat weak physique and another has long been in delicate health in a further case also somewhat morbid the development was rather more complicated in sixty-four cases or in a proportion of eighty-eight per cent the abnormal instinct began early in life without previous attraction to the opposite sex in twenty-seven of these it dates from about puberty usually beginning at school in thirty-nine cases the tendency began before puberty between the ages of five and eleven usually between seven and nine sometimes as early as the subject can remember it must not be supposed that in these numerous cases of the early appearance of homosexuality the manifestations were of a specifically physical character although erections were noted in a few cases for the most part sexual manifestation at this early age whether homosexual or heterosexual are purely psychic sexual precocity and hyperthesia it is a fact of considerable interest and significance that in so large a number of my cases there was distinct precocity of the sexual emotions both on the physical and psychic sides there can be little doubt that as many previous observers have found inversion tends strongly to be associated with sexual precocity i think it may be further said that sexual precocity tends to encourage the inverted habit where it exists why this should be so is obvious if we believe as there is some reason for believing that at an early age the sexual instinct is comparatively undifferentiated in its manifestations the precocious accentuation of the sexual impulse leads to definite crystallization of the emotions at a premature stage it must be added that precocious sexual energy is likely to remain feeble 
and that a feeble sexual energy adapts itself more easily to homosexual relationships in which there is no definite act to be accomplished than to normal relationships it is difficult to say how many of my cases exhibit sexual weakness in six or seven it is evident and it may be suspected in many others especially in those who are and often describe themselves as sensitive or nervous as well as in those whose sexual development was very late in many cases there is marked hyperesthesia or irritable weakness hyperesthesia simulates strength and while there can be little doubt that some sexual inverts and more especially bisexuals do not possess unusual sexual energy in others it is but apparent the frequent repetition of seminal emissions for example may be the result of weakness as well as of strength it must be added that this irritability of the sexual center is in a considerable proportion of inverts associated with marked emotional tendencies to affection and self-sacrifice in the extravagance of his affection and devotion it is frequently observed the male invert resembles any normal woman suggestion and other exciting causes of inversion in eighteen of my cases it is possible that some event or special environment in early life had more or less influence in turning the sexual instinct into homosexual channels or in calling out a latent inversion in three cases a disappointment in normal love seems to have produced a profound nervous and emotional shock acting as we seem bound to admit on a predisposed organism and developing a fairly permanent tendency to inversion in eight cases there was seduction by an older person but in at least four or five of these there was already a well-marked predisposition in at least eight other cases example usually at school may probably be regarded as having exerted some influence it is noteworthy that in very few of my cases can we trace the influence of any definite suggestion as asserted by Schricknotzing, who believes that in the causation of sexual inversion as undoubtedly in the causation of erotic fetishism we must give the first place to accidental factors of education and external influence he records the case of a little boy who innocently gazed in curiosity at the penis of his father who was urinating and had his ears boxed whence arose a train of thought and feeling which resulted in complete sexual inversion in two of the cases i have reported we have parallel incidents and here we see clearly that the homosexual tendency already existed i do not question the occurrence of such incidents but i refuse to accept them as supplying the causation of inversion and in doing so i am supported by all the evidence i am able to obtain i am in agreement with the correspondent who wrote considering that all the boys are exposed to the same order of suggestion sight of a man's naked organs sleeping with a man being handled by a man and that only a few of them become sexually perverted i think it reasonable to conclude that those few were previously constituted to receive the suggestion in fact suggestion seems to play exactly the same part in the normal and abnormal awakening of sex i would go so far as to assert that for normal boys and girls the developed sexual organs of the adult man or woman from their size hairiness and the mystery which envelopes them nearly always exert a certain fascination 
whether of attraction or horror but this has no connection with homosexuality and scarcely with sexuality at all thus in one case known to me a boy of six or seven took pleasure in caressing the organs of another boy twice his own age who remained passive and indifferent yet this child grew up without ever manifesting any homosexual instinct the seed of suggestion can only develop when it falls on suitable soil if it is to act on a fairly normal nature the perverted suggestion must be very powerful or iterated and even then its influence will probably only be temporary disappearing in the presence of the normal stimulus not only is suggestion unnecessary to develop a sexual impulse already rooted in the organism but when exerted in an opposite direction it is powerless to divert that impulse we see this illustrated in several of the cases whose history i have presented thus in one case a boy was seduced by the housemaid at the age of fourteen and even derived pleasure from the girl yet none the less the native homosexual instinct asserted itself a year later in another case heterosexual suggestions were offered and accepted in early life yet notwithstanding the homosexual attraction was slowly evolved from within i have therefore but little to say of the influence of suggestion which was formally exalted to a position of the first importance in books on sexual inversion this is not because i underestimate the great part played by suggestion in many fields of normal and abnormal life it is because i have been able to find but few decided traces of it in sexual inversion in many cases doubtless there may be some slight elements of suggestion in developing the inversion though they cannot be traced their importance seems usually questionable even when they are discovered take shrek notzing's case of the little boy whose ears were boxed for what his father considered improper curiosity i find it difficult to realize that a mighty suggestion can thereby be generated unless a strong emotion exists for it to unite with in that case the seed falls on prepared soil is the wide prevalence of normal sexuality due to the fact that so many little boys have had their ears boxed for taking naughty liberties with women if so i am quite prepared to accept shrink notzing's explanation as a complete account of the matter i know of one case indeed in which an element of what may fairly be called suggestion can be detected it is that of a physician who had always been on very friendly terms with men but had sexual relations exclusively with women finding fair satisfaction until the confessions of an inverted patient one day came to him as a revelation thereafter he adopted inverted practices and ceased to find any attraction in women but even in this case as i understand the matter suggestion merely served to reveal his own nature to the man for a physician to adopt the perverted habits which the visit of a chance patient suggests to him can scarcely be a phenomenon of pure suggestion we have no reason to suppose that this physician practised every perversion he heard of from patients he adopted that which fitted his own nature in another case homosexual advances were made to a youth and accepted but he had already been attracted to men in childhood again in another case there were homosexual influences in the boyhood of a subject who became bisexual but as the subject's father was of similar bisexual temperament we can attach no potency to the mere suggestions 
in another case we find homosexual influence in childhood but the child was already delicate shy nervous and feminine clearly possessing a temperament predestined to develop in a homosexual direction the irresistible potency of the inner impulse is well illustrated in a case presented by hirschfeld and buchard my daughter emma said the subject's mother showed boyish inclinations at the age of three and they increased from year to year she never played with dolls only with tin soldiers and guns and castles she would climb trees and jump ditches she made friends with the drivers of all the carts that came to our house and they would place her on the horse's back the annual circus was a joy to her for all the year even as a child of four she was so fearless on horseback that lookers-on shouted bravo and all declared she was a born horsewoman it was her greatest wish to be a boy she would wear her elder brother's clothes all day notwithstanding her grandmother's indignation cycling gymnastics boating swimming were her passion and she showed skill in them as she grew older she hated prettily adorned hats and clothes i had much trouble with her for she would not wear pretty things the older she grew the more her masculine and decided ways developed this excited much outcry and offence people found my daughter unfeminine and disagreeable but all my trouble and exhortations availed nothing to change her now this young woman whom all the influences of a normal feminine environment failed to render feminine was not physiologically a woman at all the case proved to be the unique instance of an individual possessing all the external characteristics of a woman combined with the internal tescular tissue capable of emitting true masculine semen through the feminine urethra no suggestions of the environment could suffice to overcome this fundamental fact of internal constitution hirschfeld and buchard spermaskrischen aus einer weiblichen hanrohr deutsche medizinische wochenschrift number fifty two nineteen eleven i may here quote three american cases not previously published for which i am debted to professor frank lidston of chicago they seem to me to illustrate the only kind of suggestions which play much part in the evolution of inversion i give them in dr lidston's words case one a man forty-five years of age attracted by the allusion to my essay on social perversion contained in the english translation of kraft ebing's psychopathia sexualis consulted me regarding the possible cure of his condition this individual was a finely educated very intelligent man who was an excellent linguist he had considerable music ability and was in the employ of a firm whose business was such as to demand on part of its employees considerable legal acumen clerical ability and knowledge of real estate transactions this man stated that at the age of puberty without any knowledge of perversity of sexual feeling he was thrown intimately in contact with males of more advanced years who took various means to excite his sexual passions the result being that perverted sexual practices were developed which were continued for a number of years he thereafter noticed an aversion to women at the solicitations of his family he finally married without any very intelligent idea as to what if anything might be expected of him in the marital relation absolute impotence indeed repugnance for association with his wife was the lamentable sequence 
a divorce was in contemplation when fortunately for all parties concerned the wife suddenly died being a man of more than ordinary intelligence this individual prior to seeking my aid had sought vainly for some remedy for his unfortunate condition he stated that he believed there was an element of heredity in his case his father having been a dipsomaniac and one brother having died insane he nevertheless stated it to be his opinion that notwithstanding the hereditary taint he would have been perfectly normal from a sexual standpoint had it not been for acquired impressions at or about the period of puberty this man presented a typical neurotic type of physique complained of being intensely nervous was prematurely gray of only fair stature and had an uncontrollable nystagmus which he said had existed for some fifteen years as might be expected treatment in this case was of no avail i began the use of hypnotic suggestion at the hands of an expert professional hypnotist the patient being called out of the state finally gave up treatment and i have no means of knowing what his present condition is case two a lady patient of mine who happened to be an actress and consequently a woman of the world brought to me for an opinion some correspondence which had passed between her younger brother and a man living in another state with whom he was on quite intimate terms in one of these letters various flying trips to chicago for the purpose of meeting the lad who by the way was only seventeen years of age were alluded to it transpired also as evidenced by the letters that on several occasions the young lad had been taken on trips in pullman cars by his friend who was a prominent railroad official the character of the correspondence was such as the average healthy man would address to a woman with whom he was enamoured it seemed that the author of the correspondence had applied to this boy affinity the name cinderella and the protestations of passionate affection that were made towards cinderella certainly would have satisfied the most exacting woman the young lad subsequently made a confession to me and i put myself in correspondence with his male friend with the result that he called upon me and i obtained a full history of the case the method of indulgence in this case was the usual one of oral masturbation in which the lad was the passive party i was unable to obtain any definite data regarding the family history of the elder individual in this case but understand that there was a taint of insanity in his family he himself was a robust fine-looking man above middle age who was well educated and very intelligent as he necessarily must have been because of the prominent position he held with an important railway company i will state as a matter of interest that the lad in this case who is now twenty-three years of age has recently consulted me for impotentia coiundi manifesting a frigidity for women and from the young man's statements i am convinced that he is well on the road to confirm sexual perversion an interesting point in this connection is that the young man's sister the actress already alluded to has recently had an attack of acute mania i have other unpublished cases that might be of interest but these two are somewhat classical and typify to a greater or less degree the majority of other cases i will however mention one other case occurring in a woman case three a married woman forty years of age she has been deserted by her husband because of her perverted sexuality 
neurotic history on both sides of the family and several cases of insanity on the mother's side in this case affinity for the same sex and perverted desire for the opposite sex existed a combination by no means infrequent hypnotic suggestion tried but without success cause was evidently suggestion and example on the part of another female pervert with whom she associated before her marriage marriage was late at the age of thirty-five in all these cases there was an element of what may be called suggestion but it was really much more than this it was probably in each case active seduction by an elder person of a predisposed younger person it will be observed that in each case there was at the least an organic neurotic basis for suggestion and seduction to work on i cannot regard these cases as entitled to modify our attitude towards suggestion End of chapter 5, part 1